0: Yes, indeedy. We have a special guest in our third hour, by the way, Sidney Powell, who's the lawyer for retired Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. She's doing a hell of a job. You can see her name and what she's doing all over the, uh, well, the real media, not the pretend media, not the Democrat Party media. And so uh, she's going to explain what's taking place and what they're working on. Uh, it's really quite, uh, quite brilliant. In our third hour on this Friday, I want to walk through some. And by the way, the President of the United States was terrific in his uh, little press events that he holds. And I want you to hear some of that because many of you, you know, you're working and you don't get to hear it during the course of the day. But before we do that, I want to address a couple of things that these reporters are doing. These flacks for the House Democrats, these flacks for Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. And one of the flacks, of course, is Jake Tapper. The entire lineup there is truly pathetic. Not a one of them is a journalist. Not one. Can't think of one. And they'll look back on this one day, and they will be furious with Jake Motherzucker, who has destroyed their reputations and their profession over there at CNN. He's destroyed CNN. But AT&T is so massive, they don't care. AT&T apparently doesn't care about freedom of the press. And not a single one of these phony journalists, phony hosts over there at CNN or MSLSD, these phony journalists at the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost, these phony journalists on NBC, ABC and CBS and all the rest of them. Not one of them is speaking about freedom of the press when it comes to being closed out, shut out of the secret testimony being conducted In a secret room, a vault, if you will, in the basement of the Capitol building. Where there's not classified information being discussed. And as a matter of fact, you're going to hear clowns like Jake Tapper. The Walter Durante of our time. Defend them and accuse the Republicans of hypocrisy. And I will address him after you listen to this. Now this guy is supposed to be a journalist, but he's no such thing. No such thing. Never has been. Cut three. Go.
4: Today marks one month since House Democrats formally announced the impeachment inquiry, and today Republicans are slamming it with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senator Lindsey Graham introducing a resolution to condemn the impeachment inquiry process. Republicans are in part attacking the fact that these depositions of witnesses conducted by both Democrats and Republicans are being done in
0: Okay, private. stop. See, there's the first lie. Being conducted by Democrats and Republicans, the witnesses being called are being called by the Democrats. He doesn't tell his audience that. That the Republicans have absolutely no ability to call witnesses. None. He doesn't tell his audience that. Go ahead.
4: Of course, is a way for them to attack Democrats without having to address the president's conduct. And, and I'm melody. going
0: to get to that. I'm going to get to that because others, including our friend Chris Wallace, have said basically the same thing. In fact, all the media are, that they're arguing over process because they can't argue over the facts. And I'll get to that in a minute, too. But they're all saying that now. They're all saying the same thing because that's what the Democrats are saying. Go ahead.
4: ...being made about a quid pro quo testimony that Trump demanded that Ukraine investigate Joe and Hunter Biden in exchange for $400 million in U.S. Uh, whose military... Whose testimony
0: was that? Jake Tapper doesn't have access to any testimony. He has access to an opening statement. He has access to no testimony. This would be like a prosecutor walking into a courtroom, making an opening statement, and then leaving. And Jake Tapper would say, allegations being made about a quid pro quo testimony that blah blah. This isn't testimony. This is a statement that's untested, that's unchallenged without any other witnesses, without the president's lawyer available to cross examine none of this. None of this. Go ahead.
4: ...aid and more. Now, as a journalist, I should say... He's I a
0: journalist. Every- he wants to remind you, as a journalist, he should say that he wants everything out in the open. Go ahead. Everything ...out in the open.
4: Depositions, hearings, everything. But- so let
0: me ask you something, Jake. How come CNN hasn't sued the Congress under the First Amendment? You know, CNN sued the White House when they removed Jim Acosta and took his press pass away, his permanent press pass. Hired a big law firm, Ted Olson, went on and on about the First Amendment and freedom of speech, tried to give us a whole history lesson and so forth, even though another 100 journalists are in there reporting. But when the House, under the Democrats, prevents any journalist from participating in a process That has nothing to do with classified information. Where's the lawsuit from CNN? Where's the lawsuit from the other press rooms, press corporations, press associations? They're nowhere. Nowhere. No, don't worry. He says, look, I'm a journalist. I want everything out in the open, depositions, hearings, everything like that. But Republicans, go ahead.
4: Republicans attacking the notion of private depositions is a Complete contradiction of how Republicans, when they were in the majority, conducted depositions. Now,
0: this is very, very slick. When the Republicans in the majority, how they conducted depositions. Well, what is he talking about? Well, let's find out. Go ahead.
4: Don't take my word for it. Here's then chairman of the House Oversight Committee, Trey Gowdy, all the way back in 2018.
5: Public hearings are a circus, Margaret. I mean, that's why I don't like to do them. I don't do many of them. I, I mean, they're, it's a freak show. I mean, the private interviews are much more constructive. In fact, mm, in 2015... Mm, so, sounds,
0: sounds like they got him on a contradiction, doesn't it? Stick with me. Go ahead.
4: Republican Congressman Daryl Issa went into a private deposition for the Benghazi Committee, a committee Issa was not a member of. Gowdy escorted him out. So... Why attack the private depositions that were such a key part of how Republicans conducted
0: oversight? I'll tell you why. Keep them right there. Nice try. See, you're not that bright, Jake. Nice try. Benghazi, perhaps it involves some classified information. Trey Gowdy, mostly speaking for himself. The comparison is, how was Nixon treated and how was Clinton treated? In fact, how was Andrew Johnson treated? We're talking about what the Democrats claim is an impeachment inquiry, Jake. An impeachment inquiry. None have been held in a skiff. None have been held in a secret room. None. When you have an impeachment inquiry, Nancy Pelosi wants it both ways. On the one hand, the House hasn't voted for an impeachment inquiry. On the other hand, she's declared an impeachment inquiry. So if she's declared an impeachment inquiry, and she considers it an impeachment inquiry, as wrong as she is. If she considers it an impeachment inquiry, then it triggers it triggers the processes that have been used in the past by the United States House under Democrats and Republicans. And that process is not secret testimony where only Democrats call witnesses, where transcripts are kept secret, where information is leaked selectively and cherry-picked to the media, to create an impression, to create a narrative. The issues are too high. The stakes are too big. This isn't your typical hearing. And so the comparison that Jake Tapper does not make and will not make and none of these journalists make and none of them will make is not with the Benghazi hearing or any other hearing over donuts and sugar content and all the rest. The comparison is with Andrew Johnson and more recently with Nixon And with Clinton. Now, why won't these journalists make those comparisons? Why won't they read from the same document I read from on Life, Liberty, and Levin last Sunday and on Hannity last night? The document, the official official House of Representatives document where the Republicans controlling the House, controlling the Judiciary Committee under Chairman Henry Hyde, proposed rules and standards that would apply to both parties in the entire House. Fairness that would apply to a president, in this case Clinton. Why don't they do that? Public testimony. Where all members have access to the information, where all the media has access to the information, and most importantly of all, where the American people can see what's going on. So now you know Jake Tapper is a fraud. Talks fast, sanctimonious, Thinks he's caught people. Look, we have a video from twenty fifteen. We have Daryl Issa here. We we have Trey Gowdy from twenty eighteen. Oh, look at that! Look what they said. Do you have audio of Henry Hyde and what he said? Peter Rodino and what he said? Do you have graphics from the document I just cited that I used last night on Hannity? And of course, they attack Fox and attack Hannity and attack me. We're much more journalistic than they are, and we're not journalists. At least if you're going to advocate for your side, Tapper, your side, the Democrat left-wing side that Zucker insists, insists that all his hosts spew, at least do it intelligently, but you can't. And you didn't. Go ahead.: Perhaps because of
4: what a Republican source tells CNN's Jamie Gangel that behind closed doors, the testimony earlier this week from the top diplomat in Ukraine. Was so damning it's And there both- you
0: go, there you go. A Republican behind closed doors said the testimony was so damning. And yet other Republicans have said, given Ratcliffe's cross examination, it wasn't so damning. And so here we are. We don't get to witness it. Jamie Gengal, Gangal, whatever, have seen it, she didn't witness anything. She's being spun by somebody, one way or another. Jake Tapper certainly didn't witness anything. He hasn't moved his ass off his chair at the CNN headquarters. So this isn't news. What the hell is it? It's nothing. Impressions, narratives, spin. And CNN chooses to push it in one direction. Now this is why process is important. That I tell my friends at Fox and in other newsrooms. Process is always important. Process, they say. The Republicans are arguing process because they can't argue the facts. First of all, the facts are in dispute. The information coming out is in dispute. So what facts are you talking about? I'm happy to debate the facts we know, and I have. Happy to debate the transcript of the telephone call. We can do that. Happy to debate the complaint of the so-called whistleblower. We've done that. Happy to debate the concept of a quid pro quo when it comes to investigating the 2016 election? We've done that. But what other facts are they talking about? Oh, Ambassador William Taylor, this guy's unbelievable. He's magnificent. He's been in civil service forever. Well, they won't release his transcript. All they released, leaked, was his statement. Well, that's not how this is supposed to work. Well, that statement is devastating. Well, maybe a cross-examination is devastating. Maybe he's a liar. Maybe he's a truth-teller. Who the hell knows? It doesn't matter. That's what they want. Yes, process. Process matters. Isn't it hilarious? When Jim Acosta had his ass kicked out of the press room, they didn't say process doesn't matter. It was all about process. All about freedom of the press, they argued, that he needs to have his pass. He needs to be in there. Process. Tell that to a criminal defendant. Tell that to a civil defendant. Tell that to a kid getting a grade. Tell that to somebody getting a raise. Tell that to somebody who's overlooked for a promotion. Process is everything. Tell that to a reporter, a serious reporter, the process that they use to to glean information, to collect information, and to report it to the American people. Process is everything. It's everything when it comes to the Constitution and the law. Habeas corpus, cross-examination, confronting your accuser. It's all about process. Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, all about process. Process. And when they want gun control, all they argue about is process. Red flags, more background checks, that's process. The Internal Revenue Code, whether you can deduct something or not, that's process. The way a bill is passed in Congress, that's process. Stare decisis or judicial precedent, that's process. So when you hear an idiot journalist say, well, the Republicans are only arguing process because they can't argue the facts, what a clown. The point of process is so we can get to the facts, get to the truth. Not cherry-picked information by politicians, who leak it to friendly uh, reporters and then shoot it out to the American people. Shocking. Shocking how the media are defending the tyrannical process. Shocking how the media have been blacked out of this whole process and are more than happy to just take leaks. It's shocking that we don't have freedom of press in this country. No, we don't. They were biased, left-wing, Democrat Party-supporting media that hates Trump. I'll be right back. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus Welcome to Hillsdale. You just got to look at these people. They're not journalists. Yes, say. I mean, you want to hear my Jake Tapper invitation, uh, Mr. Producer? You know, as a journalist, I should say uh, I want everything out in the open. Depositions, hearings, everything. But Republicans, you know, that sort of thing. Um... So uh, the comparison isn't with any hearing or the Benghazi hearing, and which is why uh, Mr. Tapper and the other phony fraud journalists keep making comparisons to other things. It's like comparing a walrus to a mouse or a tree to a plane. It's illogical. It doesn't matter. They're looking for reasons to defend Schiff. Did it sound like... Mr. Tapper was concerned about the fact that the media has been frozen out. All the media has been frozen out of these secret uh, hearings, secret testimony. Not in the least. There's not a media corporation in America who's brought a lawsuit to open this up. Not one. Why is that? What happened to all the civil libertarians? What happened to the American Criminal Liberties Union? What happened to Ted Olson? What happened to all these people? Where are they? Jim Acosta, well, he's probably busy at happy hour. But still, weren't they doing what they usually do, out there croaking at the tops of their lungs and saying, hey, we have a First Amendment right to be in that committee room. Instead, it's, look at these Republicans. What a stunt. Look how they charged in there. Look, 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 look at these Republicans. And, you know, and then we have in 2015, Darrell Ising, 2018, Trey Gandhi. 2018, we have Trey Gowney. And then in 2015, we had iCenter. Center. You idiots. We're on to you. I'll be right back. You hear me talk about Hillstock College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes—learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom.
1: Voice of sanity in
2: an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now
0: at 877-381-3811. So I'm challenging Jake Tapper right now and every of these other uh, fraudulent journalists, so-called, give us another example. Another example. Whether it's Johnson, Nixon, or Clinton. Where the majority in the House of Representatives, conducted itself like this majority. Tell me, how many of these past presidents had impeachment investigations conducted by the House Intelligence Committee? How many of them had them in secret rooms where the press wasn't permitted, where the American people couldn't see what's going on, where all members of Congress didn't know what was going on? Tell me, how many of these impeachment inquiries, quote-unquote, took place at the simple pronouncement of the Speaker of the House? Are you paying attention, Jake? I'm talking to you, buddy. Why don't you tell your audience the truth? Why don't you stop lying? Why, do you stop, why don't you stop treating your audience like it's stupid? Why don't you stop taking orders from Jeff Mother Zucker? Why don't you grow up here and act like a real journalist for once in your life? And I told you yesterday with this New York Times piece where they got a leak that the Department of Justice is now conducting a criminal investigation into 2016, shifted it from an administrative investigation. I told you that 95% of that article was an attack on Durham, the U.S. Attorney from Connecticut who's leading the investigation, our Attorney General Barr and the President. Because the New York Times was setting the standard, you see, for the rest of the media. And by God, the rest of the media picked up or the New York Times left off. Because they can't think for themselves. There's no diversity of thought. There's no pursuit of objective truth, or at least an attempt to pursue objective truth. You watch one channel, it's like the other. You read one newspaper, it's like the other. Pretty much, with a few exceptions. I don't even know why we, we have a... Uh, a plethora of news outlets, if they're all going to say the same damn thing. Just run with the New York Times. You can cover up the Holocaust. You can cover up uh, Stalin's slaughter through genocide and starvation of the Ukrainians. You can run uh, anti-Semitic cartoons. You can hire anti-Semites. You have a grand old time. Why do we need all these other left-wing outlets? And process. Now you know. According to certain media types... Process doesn't matter. Process. So if you're a defendant out there, process doesn't matter. All you departments out there, HR departments, human resources department, process doesn't matter. We might as well burn. Burn. All the processes that are involved in, the, uh, in civil evidence and criminal evidence, just get rid of them. All the processes in selecting juries, get rid of it. Because these reporters think, okay, they're discussing process to avoid fact. Now, which fact would you like to discuss? Quid pro quo? This phrase has been thrown around and applied to different fact scenarios. Which quid pro quo are you talking about? Since there are none. There are none. No military aid was held in exchange for investigation of anybody. That's a lie. No military aid was withheld in exchange for an investigation of the 2016 campaign. That's a lie. Oh, but we have Bill Taylor's statement. It doesn't matter. Anybody can put out a statement. Are you saying he's lying? I'm saying it hasn't been tested. And other information has come out. You know, well, off the record, I'm watching this two-day farewell to Elijah Cummings. I don't know Elijah Cummings. I've read a lot about him over the years, of course. But our experience in watching Elijah Cummings has been the issuance of untold numbers of subpoenas against the president, against the president's family. Subpoenas aimed at his bank accounts, at his tax records, at his financial records. Subpoenas aimed at his former employees in the various businesses he owned as part of the impeachment process. Again, it's not an attack on Cummings, but this is how I've seen Cummings over the years. Excuse me, over the last year or two. As a partisan, I know Mark Meadows and he are best friends and so forth. I understand that. I know he did a lot on the civil rights front, but I can tell you, Uh, when it comes to, I I don't know about the relationships between various members of Congress and so forth, honestly, that really doesn't matter to me. But as a citizen, as a spectator watching this, he was just as aggressive in trying to take down this president as Nadler, as Schiff, and all the rest of them. Again, it's not to attack the man's life. It is to put it in some kind of real perspective, though, isn't it? I can assure you that when Devin Nunes' day comes, you won't have two days of, uh, of national attention paid to Devin Nunes and praise from Democrats and Republicans, praise for media figures. I can assure you of that. I can assure you that when Jim Jordan's day comes, none of this will take place. I can assure you when Clarence Thomas's day comes, he'll be viewed as controversial, divisive, and on and on and on. I'm just making a point. It's really only certain individuals, in many respects, who get this kind of public, sort of lavish treatment. They may deserve it, I'm just saying, but it's only certain kinds. If you're a hardcore conservative, it's very, very unlikely. Very, very unlikely. Unless, of course, you're a president, like Reagan. But otherwise, it's very unlikely. Just an observation. It's like an observation I made the other day, the LGBTQ+. And I pointed out, do really, do, do, uh, does the gay community like being thrown in with every other community like this? And then, Mr. Pedusa, you saw two hours later there was a lady on Fox who claims to be a radical feminist and, and uh, either gay or involved with the gay community, and she was raising concern about that. Did you see that? It had just come out of my mouth because it's just a matter of logic. Anyway, I thought I'd point that out. All right. Jim Sciutto. Jim Sciutto was a special assistant, as I recall, to uh, Barack Melhouse Benito Obama. He's a leftist. He's a Democrat. He was in the media, went into the Obama administration. He's back in the media. And this, of course, is part of the problem we have in this country, folks. That is the dance back and forth between Democrats and the media and vice versa. Just as Jake Tapper worked for a radical left-wing Democrat, Marjorie Mesvinsky, member of the House, just as he worked for Handgun Control Inc. And in the end, they are, they're true to form, in the end. And they wouldn't be hired for these positions if they weren't hardcore leftist Democrats or never Trump or Republicans. Can you tell me one conservative host, just one, at CNN, Mr. Bedusa? can you think of one who has a show? There's not one. Not one. How about an MSNBC? Can you think of one actual conservative who has a show? There's not one. I can think of liberals on Fox. I really can. I can't say their names because I don't want to get into trouble. But you can too. Here's Jim Sciutto. Now he's with Andrew McCabe. Andrew McCabe had to resign in disgrace. The inspector general's report was devastating. Andrew McCabe is under criminal investigation. Today, as I speak, he's under criminal investigation. And yet CNN hired him as a commentator. As a commentator. Because you understand it's a news operation. And whether he's under criminal investigation or not, that doesn't bother them. You know, the irony is Trump is not under criminal investigation. And yet they keep accusing him of being a criminal. Andrew McCabe is under criminal investigation and he's hired and nobody's accusing him of being a criminal over there at CNN, are they? Jim Sciutto, Andrew McCabe, CNN Today. Cut four, go.
6: Here with me now is one of the people who could be a target of this, Andrew McCabe. He was deputy director of the FBI during this time. He then ran the FBI after James Comey was fired by President Trump. Andy, thanks for taking the time this morning. Sure.
3: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And what they didn't tell you is he's under criminal investigation, which he is. Now, I'm going to tell you what I hear from very, very good sources. I hear that, uh, and I don't know this firsthand. See, I'm not a like some of these legal analysts on, on uh, cable TV. This was told to me. That uh, McCabe was offered by Durham a pre-indictment plea agreement. I've already given you my caveat. Which apparently McCabe is said to have turned down. And so... What I was told is that last week U.S. Attorney Durham impaneled a uh, a grand jury in Washington, D.C. Now the media, you can go ahead and check this out. This is what I was told by a very, very good uh, source. No, not the Attorney General. No, not the U.S. Attorney. Remember, I worked at Justice years ago, so I know a lot of people. could be wrong, but I'm told it's pretty solid. That is that... Uh, Durham offered McCabe a pre-indictment plea agreement, and uh, McCabe turned it down, so they impaneled a grand jury in Washington, D.C. Now, I wonder if CNN knows that. Could that be why Jim Schudo, an Obama operative, dressed up as a journalist, over there at CNN, dressed up as a newsroom, brought McCabe in today and said, you know, you could be be one of the targets here. Yes, he could be one of the targets. In fact, I think he should be one of the targets. That whole upper echelon of the FBI— Brennan, John Brennan should be among those who has to face a grand jury. Absolutely. James Clapper should be one of those who has to face a grand jury. Their mouths keep going a mile a second. They've been gone for three years, going on and on about Trump and the investigations and Russia and Ukraine and this and that. Okay, now put them under oath and now we have some questions i wonder now if the newsrooms believe in a process when it comes to these people a process grand jury process yes a process for testifying a process for indictments a process for a trial a process for a jury a process that a judge oh well, look at all these processes we just want the facts what do you mean facts You realize how stupid this is, their argument, the the media, even when you do mathematics and you get to the truth of a number, the fact of a number, you have to go through a process. Right, Mr. Producer? It's a process. It's the process that determines when you have a dispute, how you get to the facts, how you get to the truth. You can't intuit it. But the problem is the media doesn't believe in the process in this respect because they want to go to the execution of the President of the United States, politically speaking, of course. I'll be right back.
2: love in.
0: Liberty and learning. In a healthy democracy, these two things are mutually supportive. In America today, however, that bond is broken. To help repair the breach, Hillsdale College has launched the Van Andel Graduate School of Government in the nation's capital. And unlike other graduate programs, Hillsdale teaches politics as a human activity oriented toward justice. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Learn more at Levinfrahillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. By the way, I, <clears throat> I just want you folks to understand that setting up a sting operation per se is not a crime it's done all the time not telling the fisa court that it was an orchestrated sting operation that's a felony that is you're supposed to be thoroughly forthcoming with a court when you're making a presentment of you know for to uh, to um, to seek a uh, warrant whether it is a warrant related to a uh, a criminal investigation or a counterintelligence investigation. There are different types of warrants, but nonetheless, there are tests. May I say there are processes for the newsrooms out there. They're procedures, process. And if you don't follow the right process, in fact, you're dishonest about it, that's a felony. But the fact of a sting operation is not a felony. It's not a crime. <clears throat> I'm just saying it's done all the time. It's done in drug cases. You watch TV and a lot of that's true. Um, now let us continue with this unbelievably aggressive interview by former Obamaite Shudo on CNN with McCabe under criminal investigation cut five go
6: is it your concern that that investigation is now talking targeting you and your work
7: uh no, here's my concern, Jim. So, if the investigation is conducted with integrity, with impartiality, if there aren't preconceived uh, theories. In other or words, judge- the
0: way he uh, investigated uh, people in the Trump campaign, and of course, the way Adam Schiff is investigating the President of the United States integrity, impartiality. See Chris, see Jake, process matters. Go ahead.
7: Brought into it, then I have no concerns about it whatsoever, whether it's an internal investigation or conducted as a criminal probe. Uh, I know because I was there. I was in the room when these decisions were made. I worked with the team. Uh, You
0: were fired, A-Hole. You're a leaker and you lied about it. And the inspector general was appointed by Obama. It's not exactly a, a, a Trump supporter per se. And they were appalled by your conduct, as am I, as are most Americans. That's why CNN hired you. They're a disgrace. Go ahead.
7: initiated these cases, approved How do you their like work?
0: they're sitting from time to time next to John Dean? Another disgrace. This is your great CNN, ladies and gentlemen. Don't they have to? Or MSNBC. Who the hell can tell the difference? Go ahead.
7: Um, I know that nothing improper was done.
0: Well, then that's good enough. Our media will say that's fine. That's the headline. McCabe knows nothing improper was done. Okay, good. That's good enough. Cut six. Go.
6: Should people at home be concerned that if, that if Barr's DOJ is focused on this investigation of the investigation back in 2016? It's not an
0: investigation of the investigation. It's an investigation of the Obama administration. Let's be blunt. What took place under the Obama administration? This is the greatest scandal in American history. And it's still unfolding. And this part of it's never been under investigation. It is now. And the media have resisted it from day one just as they resist due process for the president of the United States. Go ahead.
6: Should they be concerned that he's not adequately focused on protecting the next election from foreign interference? Now, this,
0: this is remarkable. Why do we care what McCabe says? Wasn't he the deputy director of the FBI when the Russians interfered in our election under the Obama administration? Yes. So why would you ask him? Who cares what he thinks? He's a leaker. Well, James Clapper's next up. He's on CNN as well. That's CNN. You got to love it. Constipated News Network. They all look like they're overdue, if you ask me, Mr. Producer. I'll be right back.
5: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
2: He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader,
3: Mark Levin.
0: Hello America, I'm Mark Levin, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I just got to thinking about this, it's... It's obvious, and yet I haven't thought about it, and you probably haven't thought about it. Nobody's really expressed it. You know these polls that are taken, folks? How many people support the impeachment inquiry? How many people support impeachment? How many people support removal? We've talked about at least one of them in the New York Times, but they pop up about every two or three days and on the weekends. You know what I'm talking about, Rich. Well, here's what's fascinating as I sit and think about this. We don't have all the information. This is a closed-off process. The people who are being polled don't know what's going on in that skiff. The people who are being polled don't know who the so-called whistleblower is. The people who are being polled only know what the media are telling them, and the media only know what's being leaked to them by the Democrats On the committee. Do you see my point? So these polls are totally bogus because people are being asked questions and they don't have the facts. Not because we're not smart, not because we're not engaged, it's because we are engaged and we want the information. Now, if in fact William Taylor, the acting former ambassador to the Ukraine, gave such devastating testimony, let's see it. Let's see it. Don't tell us he had a devastating statement. Let's see his testimony. Let's see the transcript. So we can make a decision as a people. You're going to poll us. The Democrats are trying to influence us. So are the media. Well, we want access to the fact. Who the hell's ever heard of a free press that doesn't want the information? What kind of free press is that? Well, you know, this is rhetorical. You have all these websites like this disgusting fraud website, Mediite, that was founded by Dan Abrams, legal analyst at ABC. And they sit there and they rub their toupees and they, and they tell us what to think and how to think and they, and they bring in former federal prosecutors and defense lawyers and all these people commenting. Commenting on what? They don't have access to all the information either. Commenting on a headline written by a Trump-hating media outlet, like the New York Slimes or the Washington Compost, by these sycophants on the left who are dressed up as journalists who don't even care to get into that secret skiff. Their newsrooms don't care. They haven't brought any lawsuits over it. None. Their press associations are absolutely silent about it. But don't worry, folks. Around Thanksgiving, when you're getting ready to eat turkey and mashed potatoes and all the rest of it, that's when they're going to dump everything. But it's too late. As I explained to Lindsey Graham and others, you can't reverse what damage you've already done. You can't retroactively confer due process, cross-examination, witnesses, and so forth. You're putting out information That went around the due process process. That's all one way. Incredible. So these polls are completely fraudulent. Just think about it. Do you support the uh, impeachment inquiry? I sure do. You think the president should be removed? Absolutely. For what? I don't know. I don't like him. I didn't vote for him. I want him out. Oh, okay. We'll count you as in favor of impeachment and removal. That's right. And they see, then they push these numbers to influence people who are sitting there who don't know anything. I mean, what do we know here? We have the phone call. It's no big deal, regardless of what the press has said. That's why they blow it off and they go to this guy's complaint. Now what they're doing is they're going to disgruntled former bureaucrats out of the State Department who are angry, who don't like the president's policies, who don't like the fact that the president told Ukraine, hey, look. You guys are corrupt. Don't blow our money. And by the way, where the hell's Europe? And the fact that we're insisting through our Department of Justice and others that they cooperate with our investigation in 2016, that's a formal investigation. That's not a political investigation. And by the way, if the Bidens get caught up in that, that's their damn problem. Maybe boy Biden should have behaved himself. And maybe old man Biden should have made sure boy Biden behaved himself. They don't get a pass. The hell is this? You wouldn't get a pass. I mean, they're gonna throw a book at this uh, actress, right? Who paid money for her daughter to get in college? What are they gonna do, give her 20 years? But Hunter Biden, making hand, money, hand over fist. Tons of cash. Now it's Romania, Ukraine, China. Hey, there's no evidence of anything there. No, don't look, don't look, close your eyes. There's no evidence. Tons of evidence. But they don't want to go get it. Now there's a criminal investigation. Oh. And so what do the media say? Well, Trump is using his Justice Department to go after people in 2016. Where's our evidence for that? Well, he's one of them investigating. No, no, no. Where's the evidence that the Attorney General of the United States is taking orders from Donald Trump? There's none. They have a document? No. They have a conversation? No. No. They just want you to believe it. Did this Justice Department not just indict two individuals from Ukraine who were represented by Rudy Giuliani? Did they not, Mr. Producer? Doesn't that kind of cut against the grain, cut against what they're saying? You would think. Is it, in fact, the truth that this Justice Department didn't charge Comey for what he did with his uh, memos? They took a pass on On Yes, they did. Does that sound like the Justice Department's in the President's back pocket? You never hear questions like this when it comes to Obama. But I want the media to understand something. The investigators are not investigating the investigators. The investigators are investigating what the Obama administration did in 2016 to try and influence this election. They are investigating what the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC did With the Ukrainians and the Russians. The Trump campaign has already been investigated by a special counsel. Nothing. Zero. No connections. And now, and now, the prior government and the other campaign are being investigated. And the media hate it. Hey, you can't do it. Hey, hey, McCabe. Are you concerned you're going to be a target? Andrew Mitchell, hey, now people are going to have to hire lawyers. You think so, you moron? That's what everybody's had to do. Now James Clapper. James Clapper. This guy should be in a padded room. Drinking whole milk with a straw. James Clapper. He really picked him, Obama, didn't he? On CNN yesterday. Well, of course, all the reprobates go on CNN. Because CNN is led by a reprobate. Jeff Zacker James Clapper, cut seven, go.
8: I guess I'm one of those uh, uh, under
0: investigation. Uh, oh, yeah. Which way did they go? Which way did they go? Uh, I guess I'm one of those under investigation. Yeah, pal, you better hire a lawyer. Now we go to Anderson Cooper. Very... Very wonderful investigative report of this Anderson Cooper. We've never seen anything like this man. Nobody, nobody did a more inquisitive interview of Stormy Daniels than Anderson Cooper. He should have gotten some kind of prize for that. Uh, go ahead.
8: And I, I. And you just heard about this? Yes, I just uh, uh, you know read the clip on uh, about twenty minutes ago. Sounds
0: nervous to me, doesn't he? To you? For, uh, uh, uh
8: Go ahead. Um I found the t- the timing interesting uh given the uh increasing heat uh, around the impeachment uh, Well court.
0: actually uh the Attorney General, Mr. Durham, uh started this process long before uh, the so-called whistleblower filed his uh, complaint. It's just that it moved from a uh, an administrative investigation to a criminal investigation. I find it interesting, don't you? It's interesting. Go ahead.
8: And so uh, uh, the timing's interesting. I'll just let it go at that. And the other thing I I wonder about is whether we're talking about the overall investigation of the Russian, uh, reporting on the Russian uh, interference, uh, or are we talking about the counterintelligence investigation that was launched in July by the, by the FBI about potential uh, in, engagement and collusion, whatever you want to call it, between the Russians and, and the Trump campaign? So i do you think, what, again, what do very you think curious is? about what, what is the alleged criminal activity that uh, prompted this?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's the same uh, that was used to appoint a uh, Robert Mueller where there was no a uh, crime actually committed, no uh, criminal statute uh. Did you find that interesting too, Clapper? Did you? No, you didn't. You piled on, you big dummy. Go ahead.
4: Do you have any idea, even I mean, what they might think may rise to the level of a
0: criminal offense?
8: No, I don't. Uh, that's uh, 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 obviously an item of great interest to me. Uh, what, what is it? Don't that? worry.
0: Uh, you'll figure it out at some point when they knock on your door. Hopefully, there's a lot of questions I can think of to ask you. All of a sudden, your tongue's tied. When it comes to Trump, you can't talk fast enough. Same with the idiot Brennan. Same with the idiot Brennan. But now it's, uh, I don't recall it. But that, I'll tell you, that Anderson Cooper, he knows how to ask questions. What do you think it is? What might it be? What what, what, what do you think it is? What, What might it be? I'll be right back. Well, look at this, over at Law and Crime, yet another website created by Dan Abrams, legal analyst over there at ABC News, whose sister sits on the Southern District of New York bench, appointed by Obama, and whose brother-in-law, that is her husband, served on the Mueller team. But they're very objective. He is a legal analyst. And on the legal analyst's website, lawandcrime.com, lawyers rip DOJ's criminal investigation of Mueller probe oranges. Obviously corrupt and what the framers feared. Wow, what a legal site. Filled with legal analysis and references to various criminal statutes. Just oh it's not. Just people giving their opinion. Oh, I thought it was a legal website. Oh no, Mark, Mark. We have David Laufman former head of counterintelligence and export control section of DOJ, blasted the dorm investigation into the Russia probe as born in political taint. Wow. What a legal mind. Our next Oliver Wendell Holmes. We have Elizabeth de la Vega, former federal prosecutor. She spent 21 years as a member of the Organized Crime Strike Force and as chief of the San Francisco branch of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of California. She must be really smart. Well, on that site, they were, she rubbished the idea, a.k.a. trashed the idea that Durham's investigation would uncover anything useful aside from window dressing for President Trump. Wow! That 21 years on the organized crime strike force and in the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Northern District of California really, really informs her thinking, doesn't it, ladies and gentlemen? These people must be utterly and completely objective. Then we have Tor Echelman, that's right, Tor Echelman, criminal defense attorney. He slammed the move as a brazen violation of constitutional norms. You cannot investigate Democrats. What? That's right, especially Biden. You cannot investigate the Obama administration. Then we have Harvard Law Professor Lawrence Tribe. I thought he retired by now, but he's still with us apparently. And this is a man, of course, who has an absolute reputation as being objective and a seeker of truth. He also has doubts about the legitimacy of the probe, suggesting it be a ploy to distract from impeachment. Well then, well then, certainly we can't conduct it. Can't have a ploy to distract from impeachment. You can't have anything to distract from the Democrats and what their objective is. Sure, special counsel that wasted $40 million in two years of this presidency, that was fine. Don't touch him. Don't touch him. That'll be obstruction. Justice Department says, but he didn't go back to 2016. We'd like to take a look at that. Now, that's a ploy. That's a ploy. Why? Because they say so. Those are the facts, you see. Media out there, those are facts. Can't talk about process. Got to have the facts. Oh, okay. Okay. So the New York Times, last night, when it broke the story that this is now a criminal investigation, as I said, it spent 95, probably 98% of the article trashing the investigation. Durham, Barr, Trump. And these lame brains pick right up on it. Uh, the New York Times is doing that? Okay, let's, let's follow. They did exactly the same thing, much of the media, in the 1930s and 40s, when the New York Times covered up the Holocaust. So did the Washington Compost. So did all the major news outlets in this country. Proud of themselves. But the New York Times really is a special newspaper. All the news that's fit to print. Oh yes, that's their marquee. All the news that's fit to print. Not too arrogant. Not too inaccurate. And yet, ten years earlier or so, as I've written and as we've discussed, now they're concerned, you see, about Ukraine. Back then they weren't. Not in 1932, when their great reporter, Walter Durante, sort of the Jake Tapper of today, or so many can fill Walter Durante's shoes. He was a mouthpiece for Stalin. He was on Stalin's payroll, many think. Stalin provided him with a girlfriend who he got pregnant. Provided him with the best food. Provided him with one of those Russian black limousines. He managed to get around. All the other reporters are going, what the hell's going on here? What the hell's going on? He was a journalist. Journalist. And he wrote article after article defending Stalin and attacking the Ukrainians. Saying it was just a bad harvest that year when he was starving them to death. Up to 10 million of them. He cut off all access to Ukraine. Cut off all food to Ukraine. Cut off all transportation to Ukraine. They even tried to get into these various gulags. Solzhenitsyn has writ, uh, wrote about it. And they had to be fought off to stay out of the gulags because they would have eaten anything. And a couple of reporters, British reporters went from Russia and went into the Ukraine. They saw what was taking place and they reported on it. And you know what the great New York Times did in their man, Walter Durante? He wrote pieces attacking them as liars. Oh, yeah. So, of course, with a magnificent history like that, covering up Stalin's horrendous genocide, covering up Hitler's horrendous genocide, of course, it's all the news that's fit the print. And, of course, CNN and Washington Compost and MSNBC... They're going to follow the lead of the New York Times. Of course they will. All the news that's fit to print, baby. Well, I wouldn't wipe you-know-what with that, Mr. Producer, would you? I wouldn't put it at the bottom of a birdcage. I'd be fearful of what happened to the bird. I'll be right back.
5: Radio's principled patriot. Call in now
0: at 877-381-3811. Going to a big event this weekend, Mr. Producer. San Antonio, Texas. Do you know where that is? It's in Texas. Yes, yes, exactly. Christians United for Israel. Kufi, And it is an organization that, that was founded and is led by a great man, Pastor Hege. And I'm very excited about this. You know, among the greatest supporters of the Jewish state of Israel are not left-wing Jews uh, who run the ADL or J Street uh, and so forth. It's evangelical Christians. Did you know this, Mr. Producer? Orthodox Jews many conservative Jews, many reformed Jews, but there are left-wing Jewish people for whom their religion is their political ideology in most respects. And you find many of them in the Democrat Party, in the House and in the Senate. You find many of them in Hollywood. Um, there's a wonderful rabbi in my community. He's a Chabad rabbi. He's a young man. He's only 29 years old. And my wife introduced me to him. Very, very wise. And of course, he's orthodox. And I'm not orthodox, but I must say, it's increasingly attractive to me. Increasingly. But I'm very excited about going to this event. I don't take any honorarium, anything of that sort. When I speak with or to a conservative group, and I, I try to limit it because I need to spend time with my family or if I'm writing a book, you know, I need time to do things, personal things, that are important. Uh, I don't take any money, and I don't give any speeches to commercial organizations for money. So I think I'm the only host that doesn't do these things. I, I don't know. It could be, could be others. But I don't need it, and I don't want it. I'm driven by a mission. It's the mission that matters to me. The mission. And I want to talk to you about an organization that has a mission. That I'm very, very proud of. It's an organization of young people, ladies and gentlemen. Fighting it out, duking it out. In college classrooms. On college campuses. In college newspapers. In national, you know, media. It's called Turning Point USA. USA. It's an organization that's doing something about the radical progressives dominating our nation's colleges. In only seven years, my buddy Charlie Kirk, and he is brilliant, and his team at Turning Point USA have created a conservative grassroots force actively, actively working on these college campuses. In fact, they're on nearly 1,500 campuses with over 250,000 students. That's a quarter of a million students and growing. It's the real thing. It's the real deal and we need them if we're going to survive. And they do it from the bottom up. <clears throat> excuse me, not the top down, including training conferences for women, African American and Hispanic leaders. And their annual summit is the largest gathering of young conservatives in the country with over 5,000 student leaders, student leaders in attendance. Turning Point USA is training an army of campus fighters. That they need your support. These are a lot of young people working very, very hard to do what we want them to do. They need your support to keep up this work. So do do us all a favor. Go to markforturningpoint.com. Well, it's in front of mine, you know, like now. markforturningpoint.com. I love them because they play offense. They play to win. So please go to markforturningpoint.com, markforturningpoint.com, couldn't be easier. Please help them take the fight to the campus radicals. And you'll be able to see on that site the ways in which you can help and the things that they're doing. Now there's others who've already committed to double your efforts. So your support will be doubled. Doubled. Please go to markforturningpoint.com right now. That's Point. Dot com. I'm telling you, this is a wonderful organization led by a very energetic young man. You've seen Charlie Kirk on Fox and in other places. He's a very, very courageous young man too, very smart. He's not a rising star, he is a star. All right, Mr. Producer. Let's see here. I've got so much to get to. Let me jump into this now. Mike Pence. I'm a big fan of our Vice President Mike Pence, solid as a rock, loyal as can be. You know, he just is. He's an all-American guy. Here he is yesterday in Washington, D.C., talking about the NBA and the genocidal communist regime in China. Hat tip, right scoop, cut eight, go.
7: And far too many American multinational corporations have kowtowed to the lure of China's money and markets by muzzling not only criticism of the Chinese Communist Party, but even affirmative expressions of American values. Nike promotes itself as a so-called social justice champion. But when it comes to Hong Kong, it prefers checking its social conscience at the door. Nike stores in China actually removed their Houston Rockets merchandise from their shelves to join the Chinese government in protest against the rocket's general manager's seven-word tweet, which read, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. And some of the NBA's biggest players and owners who routinely exercise their freedom to criticize this country lose their voices when it comes to the freedom and rights of the people of China. In siding with the Chinese Communist Party, and silencing free speech, the NBA is acting like a wholly owned subsidiary of the, that authoritarian regime. A progressive corporate willfully the abuse of human rights is not progressive, it is repressive.
0: That's true. But you know, this Charles Barkley is demonstrating increasingly what a jackass he is. How stupid he is. A washed up former basketball player that's what he is you think he's funny he's not funny he's dumb you want a smart basketball player shaquille o'neal and by the way his younger stepsister 40 years old passed away today she was fighting cancer i noticed in the news and we uh, our deepest sympathies go out to him and his family But Charles Barkley is a big mouth, thinks he's funny. He's not funny. He's a moron. He's also demonstrated, as has LeBron, as has that coach Steve. What the hell is his name? Steve Kerr, that for them, the NBA and money comes first and second. Everything else, including the liberty of individuals, Whether they're enslaved, whether they're tortured, whether they're raped, whether they're murdered, that's quite secondary. You don't understand. It's all about timing, they'll tell you. Well, let's listen to the genius who is Charles Barkley on TNT yesterday, responding to the vice president. Cut nine, go.
2: Vice President Prince needs to shut the hell up, uh, number one.
0: Vice President needs to shut the hell up, see? It's a guy who believes in free speech. Why don't you shut the hell up? You jerk. Why don't you shut the hell up? Go ahead. American companies
2: are doing business in China. All American companies are doing business in China. He's not
0: saying companies shouldn't do business in China, genius. What he's saying is that when Maury tweeted out what he tweeted out in support of the people in Hong Kong who are now being brutalized because the communist regime has infiltrated the police force in Hong Kong, is pulling people off the streets now, and they're disappearing. What he's saying is that the NBA shouldn't be throwing this guy Moray under the bus when he's speaking the truth in exchange for uh, for money, in essence. That's what he's saying. He didn't say businesses shouldn't do business. In China, although that would be my view. He's saying the NBA shouldn't cower. Shouldn't capitulate. If one of its executives on one of its teams wants to speak up. Go ahead.
2: Criticism of uh, Commissioner Silver and LeBron James was unfair. No, it
0: wasn't. What was unfair about it? Silver kind of backed up. But not LeBron James. It's not unfair. If you're going to talk about politics, you're going to use your position to talk about politics. Hey, look. Look, pal. LeBron James isn't talking as somebody who's objective. He has investments. Investments that matter in China. I don't. Most of us don't. So if some jerk from Apple or some other company did exactly the same thing and he was a, an executive in a blue suit and a white shirt and a red tie, we'd be saying exactly the same thing. LeBron James gets a pass. What is he, Joe Biden? Go ahead.
2: Who I like should have, he can say whatever he wants, consequences. But I don't understand why these wholly endowed politicians, if they so want to worry about China, won't they stop all transactions with China? Did somebody
0: say transactions should be stopped with China, Mr. Producer? Am I missing something? It's China that said transactions between China and the NBA will stop. China made that decision. Pence didn't say that. Our government didn't say that. China did that. You're focused on the wrong thing, genius. Go ahead.
2: President Trump has been taught and been arguing with tariffs for China for the last two years. But I think it's unfair for them to do all their business in China, and just because this thing happened, try to make the NBA and our players look bad.
0: All Nobody's are- trying to make the NBA and your players look bad. The vast majority of your players haven't said anything. It's not about your players. And the NBA has kind of stepped back a little bit. It's LeBron James who looks bad. And silver initially look bad, and China looks really bad, really bad. But what does President Trump negotiating tariffs with China have to do with anything? Or what does it, ha- or, or companies doing business in China? I think that's a moral question. It's a separate moral question. That's not the debate. The debate is an executive in on one of the teams came to the defense of the people who are being punished in Hong Kong because they want their liberty like people all over the globe do he didn't even tweet anything significant just a couple of words a graphic and China's the one that reacted China's the one that that doesn't want the NBA to do business in China nobody else said American companies should be pulled out of China maybe I think many of them should but I'm not the government I'm not these politicians so Charles Barkley doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, with all due respect. Go ahead. Companies do business in China, period. Okay. A lot of American companies do business in China, period. But if one of those executives did what Maury did, and then was attacked from within, you could be sure that most Americans would respond exactly the same way to such a company, Apple and the rest of them. So this doesn't make any sense. But your disrespect to the Vice President, Barkley? Vice President Pence needs to shut the hell up, first of all. You sound like a clown. You really do. He didn't say anything that was disrespectful. He said something you disagree with. Vice President of the United States needs to shut the hell up, first of all. You know, as much as I've disagreed with Barack Obama, did I ever say he needs to shut the hell up first of all? Well, maybe I did. Maybe I should have. But I don't think so. But if I did, I get pushback. And now you do, Charles. There's certain things we know and there's certain things we don't know. I just played 50 seconds of what you said, Charles Barkley, and it was incoherent. It wasn't even related to what Pence is saying or the rest of us are saying. Nobody said the NBA shouldn't do business in China. What people said was that the reaction to Maury was outrageous. And of course China put the hammer down on the NBA. And a lot of people in the NBA, including you apparently, want to capitulate to China. A lot of us say BS. And in the end... It's the fan that pays for everything. And you haven't mentioned any of the fans, Charles Barkley, what the fans think, what the fans feel. You've talked about Silver and LeBron James. There is no Silver or LeBron James, but for the people who fill that, those various uh, stadiums. I understand that as a talk radio host. I'm not here but for my audience. Maybe you should respect them a little bit more. I'll be right back. Bruce Springsteen slams Trump as un-American, Mr. Producer. I never liked this clown. Never, ever. I know people like it. He's always been a hardcore left-wing Why are all these stupid people in entertainment commenting on this stuff? Next thing you know, he's going to do a Charles Barkley and comment on the NBA in China. Donald Trump's an American. You know, it's enforced compliance season. If you owe the IRS, you need to take action. Because the IRS can garnish your paycheck, seize your bank account, and put a lien on your home. Don't wait until it's too late. Call Optima Tax Relief while you still have options. They've resolved over a billion dollars in tax debt for folks just like you. Optima steps between you and the IRS. Fighting on your behalf to help stop the demand letters and aggressive collection actions so you can get back to your life. No one's more skilled at solving tough IRS problems than Optima Tax Relief. I'm telling you. Call now and ask about the Fresh Start Initiative. One of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. And if you qualify, you could save thousands. You deserve a fresh start. Call Optima now for your free consultation. It's a free consultation. 800 499 6300. 800 499 6300. That's 800 499 6300. All righty. Let's see. So the vice president, you see, should shut the hell up, according to Charles Barkley. LeBron James shouldn't shut the hell up. No, 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 no. The vice president, the elected vice president, he should shut the hell up. You know, I used to like this guy, Charles Barkley. I used to think he was pretty sharp and entertaining. The more I listen to him, the dumber he gets. That's just my happy, uh, my, my personal opinion. Jeff, Missoula, Montana. Uh, how are you listening to us, Jeff? On KGVO. Thank you, my friend, our great affiliate there. Go ahead.
1: Thank you. Uh, First thing, it's an honor to talk to you, Mr. Levin. Thank you, sir. And um, you really made, you really impressed me about six weeks ago when the hurricane was burned down on you and your little dog in the bunker. And you said you were happy. And I went, "Ah, Mark knows what's going on. How can he be happy? And I'm thinking, Uh, So I started looking around about why is Mark happy, and then I started thinking, well, we still live in a constitutional republic, hopefully. And then I feel that the boil is about ready to be lanced, and the idiots on the left are exposing themselves for what they are. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Now, you can
0: be happy and resolute still, you know. And uh, I I feel that way. Yeah, you can yeah. get down. I mean, that's normal human reaction. But you know, yeah, could be had... in, we could be in 190 other countries on the face of the earth too.
1: Yep, my head felt like it was ready to explode. So I started looking around about things to be happy about. And when you,
0: take... I, I, I have to go. I apologize, my friend. I really do. Take care of yourself. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Bottom of the hour. Actually, it's uh, not the bottom of the hour. In about 10 to 15 minutes, Sidney Powell is scheduled to come on the program, the new outstanding lawyer for retired Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And she's been making a lot of news because she's aggressively... Defending her client. Finally, somebody is. And we are, of course, very, very pleased about that. She's a friend of the program, and we look forward to talking to her. But we have a couple of other things we need to get to here. Bruce Springsteen. I just mentioned him. I want you to hear what he has to say. Gail King is interviewing him on CBS This Morning. Cut, ten, go. I
5: mean, a lot of people are very concerned about the direction of the country. It's just frightening. You know, we're living in a frightening time. The stewardship of the nation is has been thrown away to somebody who doesn't have a clue as to what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, the United States of America is in your care. Do you know what? Do you know what the stakes are? Do you know what that means? And unfortunately, we have somebody who I feel doesn't have a grasp. Of the deep meaning of what it means to be an American.
0: Yeah, right, you idiot.
5: Yeah, that's right.
0: I really, he doesn't have a grasp. And Gail King's there, "Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So basically, these longtime liberal Democrats are interviewed to take shots at Trump. And that's what goes on constantly. To take shots at Trump. Same with these, oh, we have a former federal prosecutor, a a liberal. Oh, look at the fence, a liberal. This guy worked at... Have you ever seen a time where you've had so many former CIA and FBI employees commenting on television? Is that really something they should be doing? So many of them. It's actually quite incredible. All right, the president today saved the good part for the last hour. He's outside the White House. And uh, he's asked a lot of usual questions, and they're all yelling at each other. But let's start. Cut one, go.
5: I don't have teams. Everyone's talking about teams. I'm the team. I did nothing wrong. This has been going on for before I got elected. This was going on from the insurance policy. Stroop and his lover, Paige. This was the insurance policy with Stroop and Page. We did nothing wrong. But Stroop said, oh, she's going to win, she's going to win. But if she doesn't, we have an insurance policy. So, so let me just tell you something. This one. So this has been going on since before I got elected. And people are angry about it. And you know who's angry about it? It's the Republican Party is angry about it. Because this isn't a takedown of the president. This is a takedown of the Republican Party. And frankly, the Democrats should be ashamed of them. Sir.
0: Sir, sir, we don't want to hear what you have to say. We want to keep piling on. Sir, sir, CNN over here. William Taylor. Nobody ever heard of him before. Nobody cared about him. But now, now he's a wise man. He's got 400 years of civil service experience. He served his country so well. He's a West Point grad. Therefore, he has to be believed, unless, of course, he's a conservative Republican, then he's not to be believed. But this guy is to be believed. And just based on his opening statement, how dare you question it? That's the facts right there, the newsrooms tell us. Those are the facts, his opening statement. Why would he lie? He would lie, would he? It's Bill Taylor. Now, nobody knows who the hell Bill Taylor is, but all of a sudden, it's like the whistleblower. We don't know who it is. We don't have the identity. But, Bill, but the whistleblower, so-called, is the greatest human being ever to walk on the face of the earth. We've never seen anything like him before. Or is it her? For all I know, they're transitioning. Trump outside the White House today. Cut to go. Well,
5: the problem is, here's the problem. Here's the problem. He's a never-Trumper, and his lawyer's are never-Trumper. And the other problem is, you. hey, everybody makes mistakes. I, Mike Pompeo, everybody makes mistakes. Why are they never screaming
0: Trump? at him and not letting him answer the question? They never did this to Obama. Remember that? We talked about that. The Daily Caller guy speaks up, but oh, Mr. President, uh, don't be rude and disrespectful. And then the media jumped the guy, like piranha. Hey, you don't talk to Obama that way. And then Trump, they don't let him finish a sentence. Obama never finished a sentence, not because he was interrupted, because he never. To quote the late great Charles Barkley, he never shut the hell up. Go ahead.
5: His lawyers, the head of the Never Trumpers, they're a dying breed, but they're still there. And here's the other problem: you're with CNN, and you're fake news. <laughs>
0: That's what I love. That's what I love about this guy. He says the truth so simply. You know, it's funny. I've been watching this, or people have been sending me stuff. Media Matters, the other day, Mr. Producer, you may have seen this too, Mr. Call Screener. They, uh, they take out of context what I said about the president. The president hasn't had any scandal, I said, and I compared it to LBJ and JFK and FDR having affairs while they were president, unleashing the IRS against their political opponents, unleashing the FBI against their political opponents. Nobody can point to one example, not even one where the president that is President Trump has done any of that. Not one example. So they all say the same thing. The Huffington Compost um what was it? Esquire maybe? Some of the others? All these sort of third-tier nothing publications. They're not even publications. They all regurgitate what Media Matters says. They miss the entire point, but that's what they do. They don't care. They don't care. The president was quite good. Don't you agree? All right, let's take a couple of calls here before our guest shows up. People have been waiting, and I haven't taken any. Let us go to Joel Beaverton, Oregon. The great K-U-F-O. Go! Hello. I'm out here in the, uh,
9: in the region of Larson. Um, wanted to just let you know, I uh, uh, here a few, probably half a year ago, I started to realize that everything we get in the news, starting with collude the press, deface the nation on Sunday, and then everything in the supposed news um, programs in the mornings, um, the, the various publications, LA, New York Times, the HuffPo, all of that. Um, what they've done is I've started to re- relate to all of that. Call it all just a twenty-four-seven uh, DNC infomercial. Mm-hmm. And if you want to use that one, it's all yours.
0: Well, you just said it. Why would I use it? <laughs> <laughs> well, but thank you. It's very, very good. I, mean, I, you I think. You take care. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. Who else do we have here, Mr. Producer? Let's see. Andy, Quarterlane. Quarterlane. Idaho. I won't tell you. How Mr. Call Screener spelled it. It's Courtelaine, Idaho, on the Mark Levin app. Go ahead. Thank you, Mark.
9: Um, all the way up. You into, betcha. Uh, election night between Trump and Hillary. The polls said Trump was going to be a loser, and nobody, you know. And nobody thought the better until the return started coming in. So in regard to the poll numbers this time around, um, I'm not so sure it's accurate or even worse. You know, they're in on the fix of the Democrats, because how do you square up a clear majority of Americans wanting, supporting impeachment proceedings, when at the same time Trump is hauling in record fundraising for his campaign?
0: Well, because you can have millions and millions of people who support you and send money, technically, theoretically, uh, who are in the minority. I don't think that's the test, uh, really. My, my point was people are actually being asked polling questions by the same news operations that don't have the facts and aren't able to present the facts to the American people and to the people who, to whom they're, they're uh, they are asking these questions, who they're polling. All they have is what's being fed to them by this committee. And so the polls are bogus as a matter of, of uh, first principles. You're asking people if they support an impeachment inquiry but the people aren't armed with the information. You're asking people if they support impeachment, but the people aren't armed with the information. You're asking people if they want removal. So what's happening is people who already don't like Trump are voting one way, and people who like Trump are voting another way, and then you have people in the middle who, who split the baby. Yeah, I like the impeachment inquiry, but uh, I don't necessarily favor impeachment. This is bogus. In other words, it's pseudo-information with pseudo-polls with pseudo-conclusions. We live in so many respects in this unreality that is created by the media. Thank you for your call, my friend. We'll be right back.
3: Love
2: in:
0: Well, we have our friend Sidney Powell who represents uh, Mike Flynn. Sydney, how are you?
10: Great, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you're really pounding away. Tell everybody what you just filed.
10: I just filed a reply brief on our motion to hold the prosecutors in contempt of court for failing to produce evidence favorable to Mr. Flynn throughout the proceedings and uh, asked the court at the end to dismiss the entire thing for egregious government misconduct. We've identified Strzok page text messages that the government did not produce, one of which shows that the entire investigation of General Flynn was a pretext, which of course we knew, but it's the first time we've seen Mr. Strzok acknowledge that in writing. And he used the BuzzFeed and CNN news break of the Steele dossier as a pretext to go interview General Flynn. He discussed that with Bill Priestap, the head of counterintelligence for the FBI, And then he admits in other materials that he and Mr. McCabe strategized and met any number of times to decide whether and when and how to interview Mr. Flynn by ambush. And then there's another place where he admits that they planned with a small group exactly how to conduct the interview the day before, and that small group included general counsel of the FBI James Baker David Bowditch, who is still there, by the way, uh, Trish Anderson, uh, Mr. Strock himself, any number of people, literally to try to keep General Flynn off balance, not realizing why they were there, what their intent was, and wanted to keep him thinking of them as allies, not people interviewing him in a criminal investigation of which he was the target. It's
0: just shocking.
10: absolutely outrageous.
0: shocking. Now, now... When when you became a General Flynn's lawyer, I guess you decided, let me look at this case anew, correct? Exactly, yes. And then you you start pouring through the documentation, and this is how you found it?
10: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first thing I looked for was what the defense did not have and what little the government had dribbled out by way of exculpatory evidence over the last year after judge sullivan entered his order to produce exculpatory evidence it still took them three months to provide anything and when they did that they only provided the publicly available text messages by link that was already up on the senate committee's website and the next time they made a production of any text messages it was by link to a reporter's website and it's absolutely ridiculous. They only produced two pages that weren't publicly available, and they still haven't produced everything. And we're still missing no telling how many hundreds of struck page text messages, as well as things that are still redacted and what they did produce.
0: So what happens now?
10: There's a hearing on November 7th in Judge Sullivan's court to decide on the basis of the briefing whether we get additional Brady material, whether we get... The prosecutors held in contempt.
0: Tell everybody what Brady material is.
10: Evidence that's favorable to the defendant that the government's supposed to produce under the Constitution the rules of ethics and scads of Supreme Court precedent.
0: Mm-hmm. And these uh, prosecutors or anybody else involved, can be personally liable, can't they?
10: Well, uh, not really. It's very hard to hold them accountable in any way, shape, or form because they have absolute immunity. Even Mm -hmm. bar associations are very reluctant to do anything about it. It's extremely... But
0: a judge can, right?
10: Oh yeah, the judge can. The judge can absolutely excoriate them. He can dismiss the entire case. He can hold them in contempt because he entered a specific order and he even reminded them at the last hearing that his order took precedence over General Flynn's prior plea of guilty or anything else. Mm -hmm. He gave them a very polite reminder which they completely ignored because in their response they accused me of conspiracy theories and being on a fishing expedition and claimed they'd given me far more than we were ever entitled to.
0: Hmm. Now the uh, judge. Uh, excuse me. Uh, your client, Mike Flynn, he must be feeling a little better these days.
10: Yes, he is feeling much better these days.
0: Hmm. Knowing that he is a lawyer is really pounding away.
10: Yes, and he and the family want, wanted me to thank you specifically for the support you gave in notifying people of the Mike Flynn Defense Fund dot org earlier last year. They they were at a very dark time, and you made a big difference.
0: Well, do you want to mention that defense fund? Because I assume they still need support.
10: Uh, Yes, that would be great. It's www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org.
0: Mr. Producer, let's put that up there, www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Yeah, and I hope uh, everybody can be uh, helpful because, you know, the man lost his house. I I assume Mike Flynn is pretty angry about all this right now because he hasn't been able to even speak.
10: Uh, No, he's, he's not technically under a gag order, but given the circumstances and everything, he has tried to abide by the highest principles of professionalism in the way he's dealt with these charges, and he is feeling better now because obviously the truth is starting to come out. Judge Sullivan can make a huge difference on the 7th. He's the judge who's the hero of my book, License to Lie, as you recall, I'm sure, from our great segment on life, liberty, and Levin, and he can set this all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very, very good. All right, I hope you'll come back and tell us what happens in the next round in November, okay?
10: I'll be glad to come back for you anytime.
0: And by the way, you're the author of License to Lie, Exposing Corruption to the Department of Justice, and you've been a federal appellate attorney, you've litigated a long time, you're senior fellow at the London Center for Policy Research, and you're a great patriot to step in here and try and help another great patriot. So I want to thank you, Sydney.
10: Well thank you, Mark. I'm I'm honored to represent him. He is truly a great American and we appreciate all your help and all your support.
0: Give him my best and the best of the audience, would you?
10: I will do it to all you right. too.
0: God bless you. What a miscarriage of justice the way this man was set up. Just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Well he's got a he's got a very aggressive lawyer now and I think that's a wonderful thing. And uh and she's pounding away now. We'll see how this Judge Sullivan handles it. In the past, he can go either way, quite frankly. Eric, San Jose, California, the great KSFO. Go! Long
9: time, first time, Mark. Hey, uh, the uh, when the media manipulates information the way they do, if we took the analogy in finance, uh, what we'd call what they're doing is uh, laundering and counterfeiting. So when they take information uh, illegally obtained and try to pass it... Uh, to one source or another, for example, passing it to the media. They're trying to give it an air of legitimacy, uh, and we'd call that uh, laundering. So that's very criminal, and they're far more active than just being a well, uh, Democrat. Well, it's
0: not, it's not a crime. Laundering money is, and that has very specific elements to it. But the media laundering information is not criminal.
9: Okay. Uh, and, and, and then— um,
0: it's, it's, uh, it's, it's dishonorable, and it's unconscionable, but it's not criminal.
9: Right. I'm just trying to give it a, a, a more detail to what they're doing to to help people understand the way they're passing mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and then I would say the uh, taking um, something and making more out of it than it is. Uh, for example, taking a, an anonymous source uh, and then passing it to the media and having the media make it seem more valuable than it is uh, is analogous to doing counterfeiting, they're puffing value. All right, my friend.
0: Is. The music means I gotta go. We'll be right back.
5: America's most powerful conservative voice. The Mark Levin Show. Dial in now.
0: 877-381-3811. Hillsdale College. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to announce this, but I shall. Today I gave our friends at Hillsdale College my very rare copy. It's an excellent copy. It's very delicate. Of the pamphlet the American cause by Thomas Paine dates all the way back to December 1776 and the reason I have given things to Mount Vernon and to Hillsdale College and so forth is because they're private institutions or at least quasi-private and they really revere them they really revere them and it's a place Hillsdale, and Mount Vernon, and a few others that I really admire, but Hillsdale especially. And I talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum and its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. I've also talked many times about Hillsdale President, Dr. Larry Arnn, one of the finest people I know. A great American. He explains that these four principles, learning, character, faith, freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. Here's what he says. Learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it's fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. All Hillsdale, that is Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God because he is the first authority, unquote. If you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth, in defending liberty since 1844, and you can learn a whole lot more. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N forhillsdale.com. You should also visit their location on Massachusetts Avenue in Washington, D.C., so you can see these documents, too. Uh, Now, the the American Cause pamphlet, the Thomas Paine pamphlet, um, That won't be on display yet, because I just gave it to them this afternoon, from my family, the Levin family, to our family at Hillsdale College. And I know they're going to love it, the students there and so forth. Let us go to um, Anthony, Queens, New York, the great WABC, please. Go right ahead, sir.
11: Marcus Aurelius, how are you, my friend?
0: All right, brother, how are you? Great.
11: Great. Mr. Callspeed is always a gentleman, by the way. Yes, he's a good guy. I just guy. want to thank people like you and Dan Bongino and Ms. Powell, who actually shine a light on what really goes on. I'm in criminal court every day, and they give more due process to people with rap sheets as long as my arm mm-hmm. than they do to the President of the United States. And if it wasn't for people like you sticking up for them day after day after day, putting the facts in front of everybody to see, because nobody else does. I just, everything I hear, and even from a couple of judges, is that this bar is a man of integrity and one of the brightest minds in the last, judicial minds in the last 30 years.
3: Mm -hmm.
11: I just want to thank you and people like Sidney Powell and Joe DeGeneva and just people that stick up for due process. Because if today they do this to the president, what do they do to us?
0: Isn't it amazing? And is it amazing how the press that likes to embrace freedom of the press doesn't really believe in freedom of the press? It's, so, it's, it's amazing. They should be. They are the ones who should be marching to that uh, to that skiff in the basement of the Capitol building. They're the ones who should be there with their iPhones. They're the ones who should make uh, entry into there. And yet they attack the Republicans. Mark, We
11: have 110, 120 cases every day on the docket in this city. And this is. I'm a little biased. This is the best city and the best country in the world, and be, with the new laws coming, by the time New Year's Eve comes, that this governor is changing, it's going to be like the late '80s and early '90s again, and it's just a shame because you know it, they're just ruining a beautiful city. They want to make it, I guess, like San Francisco and all the other liberal-run towns. And mm-hmm. again, without you guys, at least you give well, us. Well, you a, got a such a thing.
0: jackass for a mayor there. It's unbelievable.
11: I, I just you can't, can't
0: comment, but I can. The guy is—I call him the cameo for a reason.
11: Yeah, and the governor's no—and the governor's no better. Nah,
0: he's another one. He's—he's he's moved hard left. He was left, but now he's—he's he's moved way left.
11: And we You're right. These cops every day, and they—they they you can see the anguish on their face. They, they just don't enjoy the job anymore because their hands are always, their hands are always tied. So. uh
0: It's so tough to be a cop anywhere today, to be perfectly honest with you. It's just tough. You have to constantly second-guess yourself.
11: Yeah.
0: And it's life and death out there. You know, when the rest of us are sleeping at night, or minding our own business, going our own way, I don't know what we would do without the cops. You know, they always want to point to the sour cop here and there. That's fine. Why don't they point to the sour lawyer, or doctor, or teacher, or everything like that? Or judge.
11: All, all the all the sour swamp swamp masses that are, are
0: trying
11: to ruin the presidency for the last three
0: years. Oh, it's awful. All right, brother, you take care of yourself. Oh, let's see here, Rich, Brigantine, New Jersey, WPG. How is it in Brigantine? A little chilly right now, I assume.
9: Uh, not too bad. I'm driving down the Atlantic City Expressway back to home.
0: Um, I now, wait say- a minute. I used to drive down the Black Horse Pike. I used to drive from Philadelphia, go across the, uh, what is it, the Tacony Bridge? I'm trying to oh, remember.
9: Tacony Palmyra?
0: Tacony Palmyra. It's like a four-lane bridge.
9: That's the White Horse Pike you went
0: up. White Horse Pike. I used to go to the Circle a little ways out past Berlin, Hamilton, where they had that diner. Is that diner still there?
9: It is still there. Uh, it's uh, over there in Berlin. My son plays ice hockey up that way.
0: Man, they had the best layer cake there. Yes. yes they still uh, do? It was,
9: it was a Greek diner. Uh, it That's a right. Diners, but, um, but anyway, Mark, yes, what I want yes. to say to you is it's an honor and a pleasure to be speaking with you tonight. And Thank you. And for one, I'm embarrassed. Absolutely Uh-oh. embarrassed to say that Bruce Springsteen is from my state.
0: He's such a jackass. I'm just just being honest.
9: Um, What I want to understand is what these uh, talk show hosts don't press them on why they're so upset with their president. Tell me. Because they
0: agree with them. And Gail King agrees with them.
9: She nodded her head and said, "Mm -hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. Now. Like, you know, I would say, listen, like, what is it, Bruce? Did, did, did he not put enough uh, old age musicians back to work? Uh, is there a musician's veteran hospital that's not getting funding? What, what is it that's got you so, so upset about Trump? You're right. You know? And You're right.
0: But they don't want to ask that question for no, obvious but, reasons.
9: But they let that all get out there to the American public.
0: But look, this jerk, Springsteen, was against Reagan. You know, he was against both Bushes. He's against McCain, Romney. You know, he's a a hardcore left-wing kook.
9: And he drapes himself on his record albums with an American flag. Yeah, exactly. He's no patriot.
0: I don't think so. As he said about Trump, I think he's un-American.
9: You, uh, Hannity, Will Cow, David Webb, Bongino, um, and Sarah Carter... You guys, i tell you what, you guys are a force to be reckoned
0: with, and stay on it, okay? Those are good people. Thank you, buddy. You take care of yourself. Let's go to Stanton, Salt Lake City, Utah, the great KNRS. How are you, sir?
12: Mr. Levin, thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. Thank you for educating us every day on our constitutional guarantees. I've Thank you. I've spent 35 years in a uniform for this country and for my community. I can't tell you what a patriot you are. It's amazing.
0: Well, that's really nice. So you're a police officer. Yes, sir. Well, how I'm is it going out there?
12: Supervisor on my afternoon shift to my community. Say that again? I'm a supervisor on the afternoon shift to my community.
0: Oh, you're one of the I big wigs. I you
12: every day while I'm rolling around taking calls.
0: Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. You know, uh, I can remember, Rich, what was it? The Democrat Convention in New York City. Remember that? And I hope they didn't get in trouble. A couple of police officers had a guy in the back of their, uh, their car. Remember that? And, uh, and, and Stanton, they turned up the radio and made him listen to my show as they were taking him off the jail. <laughs> well,
12: good for them because they would have learned something. I learn something every day.
0: Thank you, Fantastic. sir.
12: And your book, wow. What an what a eye-opener. Unbelievable.
0: Thank you very, very much. Now, you wanted to talk about General Flynn. No.
12: Oh, wow. You know, a patriot of this country, and unbelievable what they did to him. They railroaded him. If any police officer in this country did what they did, we'd be going to jail. I think so. Crazy.
0: And, he, and, he why, and why would you do it to a hero like that? You wouldn't. Unbelievable. Give
12: the man the due respect that uh, a man of his caliber deserves.
0: But you really, you really have to wonder just how perverse these people were who would set him up and do to him what they did to him
12: all for the hatred of one man
0: it's unbelievable it's yeah it's crazy well listen i'm going to send you a signed copy of on freedom of the press i want to thank you you can give the other copy to somebody else so please don't hang up and i much appreciate it and we'll be right back
3: much love
2: in
0: I believe this show is winding down already. Can you, Mr. Producer? Yeah, I can. I want to go home. Anyway, I can't. Here's uh, Juliana from Austin, Texas, raving about her amazing transformation thanks to Genesel. She writes, I cannot get over how much and how quickly Genesel has helped me. The jawline cream has made my jaw and neck two separate body parts for the first time in a decade. That's a good way to put it. My bags and puffiness are gone. It really is the skin's fountain of youth. Thank you, Genesil, for making me look and feel young again. Now, folks, it's your turn to see results. Guaranteed. And best of all, risk-free. Chamonix is clearing out their inventory before the holiday season. Order Genesil jawline treatment with MDL technology packed with natural peptides to target that annoying turkey neck and get the classic Genesil for bags and puffiness absolutely free. Yes, free. And for results in 12 hours, the Genocell immediate effects is also free. This once-in-a-year offer is backed by their 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or go to genocell.com. Order now for a surprise luxury gift with your order. 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604, or genocell.com, that's genocell.com. You know... I was watching some of the Elijah Cummings uh, memorial service yesterday in the Capitol Rotunda. And I thought I saw something, and then there was a clip out there, and and I could see it replayed. One of the pallbearers went through the line of top elected officials and was shaking hands and then rudely walked by Mitch McConnell. Now, you know I've been critical of Mitch McConnell, but you know what? That was a totally classless act. And Mitch McConnell gave a beautiful statement, beautiful, in honor of uh, of the congressman. So I thought it was very, very inappropriate. I don't think that reflects on the family or the friends. It reflects on that one individual. I don't know who it was. It was one of the pallbearers, but it was really quite. Uh, I thought, did you see that, Mr. Producer? Pretty appalling. Marcus, Baltimore, Maryland. Quickly, XM Satellite. How are you?
13: Good, good evening, um, Mr. Martin. First of all, I'm 29 years old, African American from Baltimore, Maryland, and I just want to let you know that four years ago I was in jail, listening to you everything about conservatism, about um, freedom, about capitalism, about liberty, and everything. And I'm home now. I've been home for three, four years now. Wonderful. And, uh, I'm a, sir. Wonderful. One, and I just want to thank you. Like, I listen to you every day. I got to get your book, though, Freedom of the Press.
0: I'm going to take care of you, man. I'm going to take you. Don't, don't hang up. I'm going to send you uh, Unfreedom of the Press. And, we, and I'd like to send uh, Marcus also Liberty and Tyranny, Mr. Producer.
13: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Mr. Mark.
0: Well, listen, Marcus, God bless you, man. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. You're doing well, right?
13: Yes, sir. I'm doing well. And I'm down here in Baltimore, and I'm, I'm, I'm out here trying to, um, tell my, my peers and tell the community about Trump and what Trump is doing, you know, so, we, so he can get some more support down here in Baltimore.
0: You're terrific. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Man, oh man, if we can get the message to all corners of the country, that would be such a wonderful, wonderful thing, but we have to get through the media and get through the Democrat, you know, oligarchy that controls cities and so forth. That was a beautiful call from Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. You made my week. Mm-hmm. Folks, America's every Friday in honor of all of you. Here we go. The week is officially over. The weekend begins now. Don't watch any of the Sunday news shows, but do watch Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, Sunday. Magnificent show. You'll have to see it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all you folks who defend us. Thank you. And we'll say goodnight, Spritey, goodnight, Griffey, goodnight, Pepsi, goodnight, Smokey, goodnight, Zelda, goodnight, Gigi. And folks, have a wonderful weekend. Good night, Pops. Good night, Mom. And good night, Leo. God bless you.
5: From
13: the Westwood One Podcast Network.